Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We're back, I guess, right? I feel like we're back. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Getting there. We're back in a we're back in a big way. <laughs> Not only are we back, we are rated what one of top thirteen podcasts. <laughs> one of one of the top thirteen wedding videography podcasts. You know what's funny about that? I didn't even know there was thirteen <laughs> wedding videography <laughs> podcasts. I had no idea how many there were. I knew there were at least two or three, but it's yeah, that is a kind of a lot. So yeah, I don't think. I don't think uh, we even, I don't even think we cracked the top five. <laughs> Although they said the list wasn't in order, but uh, man, I uh, I don't know what to make of it other than somebody had to write an article about wedding videography podcasts and uh, there was only 13 options to write about, so we made it in there. Well, we're on the list and I got to let my listeners know that I'm uh, doing double duty today. I've got my my 10-month-old... So um, if you hear some cooing in the background, if you hear some baby noise in the background, uh, I'm doing this podcast today with special guest Tilly Joy Bradley. So that's uh, her. Oh, boy. People are going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all the, uh, it's all the pleasantries of having a baby around, except you can't see the cuteness. You can right. only hear the uh, chaos in the background. So that'll be, that'll be real fun. <laughs> well, it really is kind of the epitome of, you know, a lot of wedding videographers, the joys of being able to stay at home, do what you love to do, and a parent all at the same time, right? <laughs> Something like that, man. I, I like where your head's at. Hey, uh, so we we actually haven't even recorded in a long time, but I know I've been insanely busy. I just got back from Oregon shooting an elopement out there, and uh, I feel like all my elopements were happening this month, so I've just been like just shooting weddings every week, sometimes two a week, uh, but I'm finally slowing down, so now we're, now we're back in out recording uh what have you been up to during the last few weeks oh you know yeah i've been shooting a little bit but i was gonna before i get into that i was gonna ask you how was it being on a plane in oregon because you went to oregon and this is your first time being on a plane this year right no because i we just did that montana wedding oh that's right that's right But you weren't on the plane so that's why you probably don't remember that part <laughs> that's right and it's different because i feel like numbers I mean, what, it's the, the beginning of November here when we're recording this now, but a lot of numbers are spiking. There's been a lot of new updates on COVID. You know, we're almost at 9 million, I think, for deaths in the U.S. I mean, was it any different than flying this time than it was last time? No, it's the exact same. I mean, everybody just wears their mask and then you get on with your life. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will say, you know what was different this time is I packed all my gear into one giant HPRC case uh, in the background back there on the on the old FaceTime. And uh, here's the deal. I know going in that I'm going to pay an oversized bag fee just to put like my easy rig and my cameras and like all my gear in there. But it's so much better to do that than to break up all your equipment across different bags and then have to lug a bunch of different bags around. This time, I just had the one giant case and I would just wheel that around. So that was that was nice and helpful. So yeah, I recommend it. Um, yeah, I recommend it for anybody traveling. Just like, you know, simplify as much as you can and put everything in one giant case. I don't mind paying that that $75 each way for the baggage. So Yeah, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. I mean, packing all of your, your gear and just to be able to make it that accessible. Plus, you get to bring some extra gear that you want. Because typically, I wouldn't bring my Ronin, but I can bring my Ronin, the S, inside of a luggage. So that helps a lot, too. So let me tell you this quick story about when I was in Oregon, my flight on the way back got canceled. So I had an extra day there. So I decided to drive out to the coast to see the beach. Cause I live in Colorado and don't really see the ocean that often. And I, I was like, I was excited. So I get to the beach. I'm like, I'm going to get my drone out to get some drone shots. And then, uh, as it turned out, I couldn't find my drone in the rental car anywhere. And oh, I was no. like, Oh, I must've left it in the hotel or I must've like something. So I called the hotel. They didn't have it. And then I called my clients and I said, is there a possibility that my drones in your car, in your rental car? And they were like, they were like, yeah, we found it. It's in the trunk. And I was (laughs) like, well, good. Except I just drove two and a half hours to get to the beach to (laughs) film some drone stuff. And now I got to drive two and a half hours back because I don't have the drone. So that was, uh, that was a really disappointing, uh, situation, but I did have a great lunch in uh, seaside, <laughs> uh, seaside, uh, Oregon. So if there's although no- I ended up throwing up that night, so I guess it wasn't that great of a lunch. <laughs> so if there's no epic drone footage in this, uh, Oregon coast video, now we know why. Yeah. So while I was throwing up in Oregon, what were you doing? What day was that? Was that Friday or Saturday? Because I think that was the weekend I had initially was hoping you could shoot for me, but you had stuff and then your wife said you couldn't shoot for me, all that stuff. But yeah, I ended up shooting a wedding on Saturday. I kind of had a double, we had kind of two weddings. So my associate went shot, um, kind of like a ceremony reception gig. And then I shot full day in Denver. And you know what? I think I just realized that I don't like doing the weddings. Sorry to the couple if you're hearing this, but where there's just so many different moving pieces. It's like they had one spot for getting ready, a different spot for ceremony, a different spot for cocktail, a different spot for portraits, and then a different spot for the reception. So it's like I calculate, I think I spent almost two, two and a half hours just in my car traveling to shoot the wedding. So yeah, it's just tough. Yeah. So I shot a wedding for you a couple weekends ago that was very similar. And we were just going from spot to spot to spot to spot. And I think I texted you and said, now I know why you didn't want to shoot this wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Which I did not know about. I did not know about that prior to booking it. I agree, man. People don't realize that like when you're planning a wedding, like 
you don't want to be going, you don't want to spend half your day driving around. Right. It really, it, I mean, it's just, it gets too crazy. And then you don't have time to do the stuff that you want to do, or you don't have time. You know, I end up not having the time to film the things that are, I think are super important. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little crazy. I, I'm not into those kinds of weddings. And video guys don't have the luxury that photographers do of having just one bag or something like that. So, yeah, like the photographers hop out of the car and they're good to go. And I'm, I'm like, there I am with my wagon of stuff. Like, you know, just hoping for some sort of mercy. I'll put it to you this way. This year was the worst and the best year for me in terms of working with photographers. I'd say like 50% of my photographers this year were either really cool and really awesome to work with or they sucked. Like there was not really anything in between. It was either I was working with the world's worst photographer or the world's nicest photographer. And uh, you had mentioned to me not that long ago that you were having some some of the same issues, I feel like, in regards to, to working with uh, uh, photographers. I did. I feel like, and this is just my own two cents. I don't know. I could be like way, way off. But I feel like the, the people that are the photographers and videographers that are shooting weddings, the ones that have had like, say, let's say around like a 10 years of doing this thing you know, our prices are a lot higher. And so during COVID, when people had to move things around, they either had to cancel weddings, they either couldn't afford those high-end, uh, you know, photographers and videographers anymore, or they just rescheduled. So there weren't as many great shooters um, around this year, I feel like. And then and because of that, they had, you know, the micro wedding movement or intimate elopement weddings, whatever you want to call it. And I think a lot of the lower price photographers or newbie photographers that just want to get in, I felt like I saw a lot more of those than I typically have every year because this was a great time for them to get started because they had nothing to lose. Their clients, couples were moving the dates around. They had availability. And so I just saw a lot of new faces this year. And I think new faces just make it challenging. So new faces. Are you just saying like the inexperienced people are the worst to work with? (laughs) I mean, you remember like when you first start, like I tell video guys, like when you first start, you, you're trying to learn, well, okay. So guys that get into weddings first is like their first video gig. It's like, they're trying to learn weddings and they're trying to learn how to use their camera. So I think you and I had the different advantage of like, we understood how to use our camera first. We understood like white balance and gear. And then you just go into the idea of learning weddings. So yeah, so photographers that get in, they're trying to learn how to, they're trying to learn weddings on top of like how to use their camera and it's hard to do both things at once. Yeah. You know what? I just flashed back to a wedding that you and I shot. Now we've shot multiple weddings together this year, so nobody will know which one we're talking (laughs) about, but this particular photographer, it seemed like they were taking forever to set up every shot. And I remember looking over at you at one point. And you were getting so flustered. Like I, re- I remember thinking, "Oh, this is mad, Adam. This is <laughs> this is bad, mad ad. That's who this is. I don't want to see that side of you again. It was very scary. You know, it's. I think it's hard. Would you consider yourself like? I think you and I have had this chat, but would you consider yourself like artistic or like somewhat of an artist? Like it's not just about the job, right? It's about the art piece. And 
I don't like though. I don't like shooting weddings where it becomes about like logistics. Like, okay, let's get these shots because we have to, and let's do these things. Let's go through this order. Like, I think there is an element of like creating or producing art that happens. And so I don't like it when gear gets in the way of that. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like when I feel like my thing with that is probably more on the side of like, I don't like when uh, there's two things I don't like. I don't like when photographers or videographers for that matter, uh, spend way too much time shooting like portrait stuff like to the point where the couple doesn't even like go to their own wedding because they're just taking pictures the whole time. Like I'm not into that. The other thing I'm not into is when the photographer is trying to perfect each shot and they, I'm not sure how they end up with any more than like eight portrait photos at the end of the day because they spend so much time on the setup of the shot. And it's like, you could just blow like 10 minutes per shot. And it's like, okay, we're going to have to move a lot faster than this. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, those are the two things about photography and working with the, the, the photographer and the clients at the same time that I'm always kind of like, Ugh. so what I try to do, let me know if you ever try to do this. I always say to the photographer, like, Hey, it's going to take me less than 10 minutes to get everything that I need from the the couple. Is it cool with you if we just at the beginning of the portrait time, I just shoot for like, it's probably going to be closer to seven minutes with the client. And then I'm going to leave. Like I'm going to physically leave this location and then you can do whatever you want with them without me distracting anybody. And almost, almost a hundred percent of the time they say yes, because and it works out really great because not only do I get what I want and I have the undivided attention of the client for, you know, seven to 10 minutes, which is all I need. But then the the photographer is thinking, oh, good, this guy's going to be gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, yeah. it, I think it I think it's a good way of, you know, negotiating with the with the photographer to just be like, hey, uh, we both need essentially the same stuff. But if I can do this in 10 minutes and get out of here, then it frees me up to go shoot something else. And it keeps you like from having to deal with me for the entire time. Yeah, no, I think that's smart. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't think a lot like that, because usually I feel like those portrait sessions are so crunched. And so I try to do my best to work with a photographer. But I don't know, I'd be curious to hear how other people do it or see what other people do. Because I know like, you know, the whole idea is like get the get the ideal client and get the perfect couple. And in a perfect world, like I would like weed, you know, like who's your team and who's your photographer and how well do we work together? But it's just not realistic. So but I found that like when I look at my my website and my the weddings I love the most have always been aligned with a photographer who has the same vision of like, let's create this thing because you end up doing something that you didn't even know you were going to get going into it from the very beginning. You end up producing something. And I don't know, I think that there is like an element where the couples walk away from a portrait and say like, wow, that was so fun or that was so amazing. Like I really enjoyed that time. And that's what I want for my couples. I want to give them an experience and not a shot list. That's kind of what it boils down to for me. Yeah. So something I'm doing now is I'm replacing like, you know, I I know with a lot of people's package pricing and stuff, they'll, they'll, you know, you can, they'll put on there like, Oh, you can buy, 
you can add an extra videographer for whatever amount of money or whatever. Yeah. I'm like going to just get rid of that option of extra videographer. And then if I think it, the wedding needs an extra videographer, I'm just going to build that into the price. But, um, I think I'm just going to add like experience, like an experience shoot, like an adventure shoot or whatever you want to call that thing where it's yeah. like, we, you know, we go on a hike or we, uh, I come to your house and shoot stuff with you guys or whatever that is. Um, that's outside of the wedding day. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think people are a lot more into that versus just uh, here. What are the options on the pack package sheet? You know, it's a extra videographer. Like that doesn't (laughs) excite anybody. Right. But when you have, when you have like, Oh, an extra day of filming, uh, your wedding weekend or whatever, like people take advantage of that. And I definitely had some clients this year who took advantage of that, um, that option. You know, I had clients come in to steamboat. They were from Qatar, which is, um, super far away for those who don't know. And, um, they did yoga the morning of, they did breakfast. They had a chef come in and do all this stuff. It was like, it was a really cool, fun weekend. And I got to be there for the whole thing. And that was something that they were able to take advantage of. So definitely if you guys aren't doing that, um, maybe consider adding like an extra day of shooting to your packages. And then it just gives you more B roll to, to put over your videos. I just call that the be like Mike package, just whatever Mike's doing. I want to do it. So, well, you started doing it before I started doing it. So credit where credit's due. I, uh, I certainly didn't invent this. So, um, who invented it, Adam, you, you invent this. Um, I don't know where it came from for me. I started like, so my, my pitch with that is that I like to do like a two day package where like a couple years ago, I just got too old and I hated doing like two or three weddings in a weekend. Yeah. And so it was kind of the, the invention of like, let me, let me add on a, like 40 to 50% of this package, which is a sweet deal. And let me be there for the rehearsal dinner. Let's add an adventure shoot, a yoga day, whatever. And I think couples really appreciate that. And then it, for me, it's just easier on my body, easier on the edit. Like it's just a win-win because you and I, we probably travel to a lot of mountain weddings and it's just hard to go, you know, do three weddings in a weekend. It is, man. And, you know, there's this one time I'll never forget. I had booked these two weddings back to back, one in Steamboat and one in Denver. And Steamboat's about three hours away from Denver. And... I was like, well, I'll shoot my steamboat wedding and then I'll just drive in the morning to Denver. No big deal. Like certainly, you know, the bride and groom are going to start getting ready around 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. or something. And then I got the call time and it was like bride getting ready at 630 (laughs) a.m. So then I realized like, oh, I'm going to have to like I'm going to have to go uh, drive overnight and sleep for like four hours and then get up and shoot a whole nother wedding. And I, I realized like, yeah, I'm, this is not fun. I don't even know if it'd be fun if I was young, but it's definitely not fun when I'm older. So anything you can do to kind of make it a little easier on yourself, but still retain, you know, the, the, the money, yeah. that you're making from the weekend, I think is, I think is a good idea. 
That's so true. Speaking of age, uh, my daughter's back. So uh, I think uh, she's signaling that it's time to wrap up this podcast. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's time, man. I think I've heard enough from you. Uh, before you, before we go, uh, anything uh, you got going on that people should know about? You know, uh, I'm going to save that for the next podcast, but I'd be curious to know. Um, I'd be curious to know how people are planning for 2021 because that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Uh, I think 2021 is going to be crazy. Uh, I think, I think 2021 is going to be the year that people say we're getting married no matter what. And I think that's, what's going to happen. That's my prediction. I think my daughter agrees. What do you think? think? You want to say hi? Want to eat that microphone? This is why we're uh, one of the top 13 wedding videography (laughs) podcasts. (laughs) Content like this. Hot pod talk. All right, man. It's good to see you. Uh, You guys, everybody, uh, thank Adam Bradley for his time on Instagram. (laughs) Aflatus. What is it? I don't know. I don't even know what your Instagram is anymore. You got it right. It's Aflatus. Aflatus. Check him out on Instagram. You can check me out at Films About Love or Wedding Videography School. And uh, until next time, guys, later. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, Photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company. And for good reason, Uh, they are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there. And their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. 
but the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to call those photos later on and, you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get. And they're going to they're going to edit those down into something truly magical, probably um, probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door. So give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event.